Welcome to Grow Her Wings, a podcast by the Malou Project, a 501c3 based in Jacksonville, Florida, with a mission to connect girls to aviation. We are your hosts, Jen and Carrie, and we invite you to join us as we meet new people, talk to old friends, and learn new lessons on the path to inspire more of us to grow our wings. Well, welcome to Grow Her Wings, a podcast from the Malou Project, a 501c3 based in Jacksonville, Florida, with the mission to connect girls to aviation. I'm Carrie. I'm here with Jen. We're the co-founders of the Malou Project. And today we have a couple of special guests joining us. Jen, who do we have with us today? Well, uh, classmate, do you want to talk? One classmate of mine from uh, the Air Force Academy, Jason Harris, public speaker, motivator speaker, and uh, his daughter, little A, do we want to call her that? Do we have a, a name that we want to call her? Tell them your name. Tell them your name. Alina here. <laughs> so how are you all doing today? Doing great. It's another wonderful day to be alive here in Colorado. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, and then, of course, it's always good when I get to wake up with my little munchkin and get the day started with her. <laughs> so we've already done breakfast. We've done hair. Uh, hair, by, <laughs> hair by daddy. And nice. uh, another fun start to the day. Take good. Take good. Carrie, so um, we've had some similar experiences, me and Jason, uh, where he was the class president and snuck me into some of our 10th anniversary, 10th <laughs> graduation uh, events because I was too cheap to pay for him. Um, and then also he tracked me down in Iraq when we were both deployed there. So kept in touch a long time. We have a similar interest in Legacy Flight Academy and just promoting uh, opportunities for aviation. Quick war story, Jensen, since you were talking about kind of like how you guys can land in the 60. And, and you'll appreciate this as well, Carrie. Okay. So one night we're at the FARP up north. Um, as we're sitting at the FARP up north, you know, doing our, doing our refuel, getting, getting everything situated. We're on NOGS, middle of the night. And it's, it's a pretty dark night out. I mean, like literally just extremely dark. And so we're sitting there and all of a sudden we start hearing the inbound calls that there's a flight of two 60s that are coming into the FARP to refuel. We're trying to get their attention going, hey guys, we're here. So we throw on a couple of our MVG lights to get their attention to let them know like, hey, there is somebody sitting here. Yeah. They're like, yeah, 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 we, we're good, we got it. I'm like, okay, do you guys see us? No, we don't see you. Like, no, I need you to acknowledge that I'm sitting here literally at the far point and I hear you coming inbound and it is not gonna be good. And of <laughs> course, you don't wanna turn on your overt lights and literally as these guys are coming down, literally right, Ooh. right, they're coming down. And so of course, you know that they can't see us at this point because of how they're coming in. So at that point, I'm like, all right, when they're probably about 20 feet or so off the ground, maybe maybe even closer. But I'm like, dude, let's just throw in all the lights. And Lily, she's not throwing all the lights. Lily, you just see them pull collective and start go backing. Go around, go around, go around. <laughs> <laughs> right here. And I was like, guys, I tried to tell you, I tried to give you full warning that we were sitting here in the far from this little small airplane. And you, and if you don't, if you don't see me before you start your approach to landing, you might not want to set up right now. And, well, that's the thing, like for, and not to like share too much, but like a lot of the, the signaling devices when it, we would get set up to go in an LZ, like we wouldn't see it until we were 50 feet off the ground. So yeah. we're like, yeah, 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 we got, we know where you are in the general area. We know we won't be able to see you until like 20 or 30 feet. We just know it's So we'll just land at the, we'll just land at the, uh, the X, you know, like what you gave us for your uh, lat longs. And if it's good, then we're safe. But if it's not, then... Yeah. 
I want to thank both of you. You mentioned Legacy Flight Academy. I had not heard of that until Jen meeting you and then Jason following you on Facebook. And it's just been great digging into that. So I think yeah. both of you right off the bat. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, Legacy Flight Academy, it's, it's funny. Um, the founder of Legacy Flight Academy, Lieutenant Colonel Kenyatta Ruffin, he and I, we hung out quite a bit at the Air Force Academy. And he and I were also involved in the Tuskegee Airmen organization while we were cadets. And funny thing is that we had talked about these ideas about how do we share aviation with young people, and especially disadvantaged young people. And mm -hmm. it's been amazing to watch his vision come to fruition. It's been amazing to watch you all's vision come to fruition, especially the fact that I have a daughter. You know, and many times that people will ask me, they'll say, well, don't you want a son or something along those lines? And I said, well, you know, number one, we didn't plan on having kids to begin with. And we were fortunate and hit the kid lottery to have this little munchkin. And... And it doesn't matter that she's a girl or a boy. What it matters is that it's my child and I'm going to do everything I can to, to show her the opportunities, the opportunities of aviation, introduce her to people like you, Jen, and you, Carrie, so that she knows what she's, what she's capable of, so that she knows what she can be when she grows up. Hi, Miss Jen. I love. <laughs> That's awesome. She's completely unimpressed with us talking. Daddy, she's doing yoga. She is, but you might want to put her clothes on to me for the camera. <laughs> so, Jason, would you be able to tell us some of what you've been doing since uh, since I last saw you, since we graduated from school? And yeah, so um, the 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 quick and skinny of it is, is you know, after graduation, I went off to pilot training down in Mississippi. I believe we were there around the same time, Jen. And mm -hmm. then after pilot training, I flew, got to fly C one thirties had a fantastic time, was able to deploy four times in, in uh, the C-130. And then after upgrading aircraft commander, having fun with that, I, I was offered an opportunity to go and do some special operations work. So I did that for about four years, flying small airplanes, and had a phenomenal time. I was able to deploy seven more times and supported that special operations mission. And the cool thing, of course, was that I was able to be deployed and work with amazing people like Carrie. And so that was a phenomenal experience, four and a half years of pure excitement, pure adrenaline, you know, as they say, things that they write movies and books about. And I got to actually live it and do it and experience it firsthand, something that I never thought I'd get to do. And then after that, we were kind of a bit exhausted with the idea of deploying after 11 deployments. And so my wife and I, we took the opportunity to come back to the Air Force Academy to teach. And there I was given the opportunity to teach military strategic studies and also work with cadets in various roles and various aspects throughout their programs that they offer at the academy. And then after, after a little bit of time teaching in the classroom, I decided that I would transition over to the Air Force Reserve and I became a T1 instructor pilot down at Laughlin Air Force Base. During that time period, I also was hired by American Airlines and I started off flying the Boeing 767 and 757. Did that for a period of time while also continuing to serve as a reservist and working at the Air Force Academy their Center for Character Leadership Development and doing a few other special projects. I've done a few other jobs as in the reserve and I continue to serve in the reserve now while also continuing to fly for American Airlines. And additionally, as you alluded to earlier, being a professional speaker, talking about trust and leadership from the background and perspective of a professional aviator and how that translates to the business world and how that translates to organizations. The skills that, that you and I, that the three of us that we have, that we've been trained in and conditioned for from the moment we started the Air Force Academy, from the moment we started flying, 
and being able to translate those skill sets for organizations and businesses so that they can learn how to create high performance teams and build the level of trust that we have in those aircraft that we get the pleasure of flying every single day. That's incredible. So Jason, that's what you've been up to lately. How specifically, that's a, that's a lot. That was a, that's a lot. <laughs> it's always a loaded question. What have you been up to lately? Yeah. Talking about your speaking and you feel free to talk about any, any version of that. How did you get into deciding that, that was something that you wanted to do? Because you sound busy enough. Raising a little girl, being, being a dad and a husband, flying for American, flying in the reserves, still being involved in the Air Force Academy. And then you woke up one day and went, you know what? Here's that thing I was talking about with my, with my friend back at the Air Force Academy. How do we represent? How do we do this? You know, what was, what was the flow? What led you to deciding to get out, put yourself out there? As you said earlier, you put yourself out there. Yeah, you know, it was it was interesting, Carrie, and 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 for me, it wasn't an easy decision per se. It, it kind of actually started when I went to the Air Force Academy to teach. Okay. You know, I, for me, and and this is the thing that I would love for the audience to know about me is that I did not grow up wanting to fly airplanes. I didn't realize that I wanted to fly airplanes until I had gone through the Air Force Academy, and even up until graduation, I wondered if flying airplanes was going to be my thing. Okay. And me so, but I, too, Jason. Me yeah. too. <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of this surprise thing, right? Not necessarily a surprise, but it was not the path that I saw myself on when I was growing up. And so for me, there was always this desire to, to lead. There was always this desire to, to be able to help others and to make an impact. And so when I went back to the Air Force Academy, I began to do a few things. And then a friend of mine pulled me into Toastmasters. And so I started challenging myself in the classroom as to how I spoke and how I delivered the messaging. And as I was doing that, I began to realize that people would ask me questions outside of the military, some in the military, but mostly outside of the military, they would ask me, they would ask me questions. And as they would ask me questions, I would give them an answer that for you and I, for the three of us, it would seem very basic. And they would come back and go, man, that was brilliant. I'm thinking, well, that was just very simplistic information that we've been trained for since we started the Air Force Academy and pilot training. And as I continued to have these conversations, I realized that there was some power in the message and there was some power in the delivery and that people were craving that information and that I had it and I had a way of delivering it. So that was kind of the thought process behind it. There's a lot more, but that was the genesis of it. And then the other, the other element that I'll throw out there for you is the realization that I was not going to be able to utilize my full potential as a pilot alone. There's a lot of respect that's in the profession, and I absolutely respect the profession. I enjoy what I get to do, and I enjoy the experiences, but I realized that I had something innate in me, and I realized that I had some skills that I would not necessarily be able to utilize in the airplane, and so I began to figure out how could I translate those skills, and how could I leverage my talents, skills, and abilities outside of the cockpit and be able to share a message, be able to provide inspiration, motivation, leadership, and things of that nature. That's great. I'm going through that transition right now, Jason. So I commend you on figuring that out sooner. Well, I will, I will say this, Carrie, it's, um, it is definitely a challenge, right? You know, and I'll be very honest, authentic and transparent and say that my timing. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate that. You know, it, it was not, I would definitely say that me jumping into the speaking business was not necessarily done at the right time. But at the same time, it's been a learning process. At the same time, there's been so much that I've had to learn. 
and appreciate that I am busy. Appreciate that my priority is my daughter. My priority is my spouse. My priority is my, my W-2 paying jobs. But mm -hmm. I also have to make certain that when it comes to my clients, that I also give them the level of respect, the level of professionalism that they're looking for. You know, so I commend you for you doing a full-on career and you made some decisions <laughs> at your career that were, that were, some people probably question like, why are you, I can't believe you're making that decision now to walk away, right? Yeah. But the reality is, is that, you know, we get to do it the way we want and, and it's a challenge, how, however we do it. You know, there are friends of ours that have walked away from things and started a business and it didn't quite work out and they're now having to regroup and figure things out. Yeah, but that's yeah. the beauty of life. And the, the other realization that I still am kind of, not challenged with, but I kind of constantly observe and evaluate is that I'm in no hurry. I'm still relatively young. I know I got a lot of gray hair, but you know I'm still relatively young and I have time and I'm in no hurry and I'm not trying to keep up with my speaking peers because they're doing it full time. You know, and I'm also not trying to necessarily keep up with my flying peers or my, my military peers. Hello. I have to recognize that I have my own path and, and my own priorities and I've got to go about it my way. We put out, of course, what we want people to see, right? And, and so you have to get comfortable putting stuff out. And you have to get comfortable with yourself. You have to get comfortable in your own skin. You have to get comfortable with your flaws. You have to get comfortable with what people are going to say, right? And the haters. And so I re recall probably about, probably about a year and a half or so ago, I put out a video or something. I don't, I don't remember which video it was. And it was on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I got somebody trolling me. And it was very evident that they were in the stole because it was something that they said. And, uh, and it was initially, it was kind of traumatic because they were basically like, basically talking trash, like you're not good. You suck all these things. Right. And they, you know, of course they hid behind the anonymous, uh, uh, the anonymity of the internet. And at first I was like, I want to find out who this person is. And I was like, you know what? I'd be wasting my energy and time. So if you feel that I'm not worthy, that's your thought. I'll do my best to just show up as my true authentic self. And I'll be me, and it is what it is, right? So I found that very, um, yeah. very interesting to say the least. Well, you, just like Carrie says, you know, you have to define what sex, success is for you, right? Absolutely. Like, and that's that's what it looks like, and it's different for every individual. And I know that in the military, our culture is that you know you have to listen to all the other people telling you what you should do, but that's not necessarily always the best case for you. So, I commend you on taking that path and taking that risk because it is a little bit risky, right? It is risky. <laughs> It's it's, scary, right? it's it's like flying like the first time we sold on an airplane right for each each of us how scary was it the first time somebody says hey let's trade name tags and now you get to go out with my name tag on because that means i'm the one who's empowering you and entrusting you with this jet and we went out and flew a jet by ourselves we weren't even legal to rent a car by ourselves without extra insurance no and someone let us take a jet you know you know, Jason, you bring up a great point. We get the question of sometimes, why do you want everyone to be a pilot? We're not saying everyone needs to be a pilot, but there are skills that you learn. There's things about risk and risk management and when to assume risk that you learn. And you just described it right there of that risk of you exchange name tags with somebody at an age before you could even rent a car without extra insurance. And you managed yeah. it. You not only managed that risk, you learned a little bit more about yourself. I'm sure all of us up there are thinking, oh, I, I got to figure out how to land this. I know how to land it. <laughs> you're working through it in your brain. You already know how to do it, but suddenly you're like, 
I am solely responsible. So those lessons are huge for people to learn, whether you're soloing in a jet or a Cessna 172. Be careful, please, honey. Thank you. No, I, I absolutely, Carrie. You know, it's people say, well, do you want your daughter to be a pilot? You know, and, and my thing is, is no, I want her to learn how to fly. There's some power in that. She's five years old. She's already gone up in GA aircraft a couple of times. You know, at five years old, she's already gone up in a GA aircraft twice. Um, and, and she'll continue to go up in GA aircraft and she'll continue to learn how to fly. Mm-hmm. It's not to make her a professional pilot. It's to provide her with a set of skills. It's to provide her with a level of confidence that she knows that she can take a risk. She knows that she can believe and trust in herself and her skills and abilities Contrary to what society might try to tell her, contrary to what other people might question her on. And I think that's the power in, in, in what we're out here trying to teach children. That's the power in, in what we can give them. And if some of them become professional pilots, then that's awesome, right? Because our industry needs it. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, for me, with my daughter, other than dolls, you know, for me, it's, it's really it, giving her a level of empowerment as early as I possibly can so that so that when she grows up she's not worried about when someone questions her she's not worried about when someone says oh you're a girl she's gonna be like great i just had i I put it in pink then let's watch this girl beat you like literally that's what i'm going for with her yes 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 i am yes thank you for noticing i'm gonna repeat it again i hope it's all right carrie but like i love telling a story about how like guys come to me and they're like i didn't know they let girls be pilot i'm like uh, you know what's weird? They also let men be pilots too. You can exactly. be a pilot if you want to be. Kind of a strange thing. I don't know why. They're a lot less. They're not as good as me, but you know, they still let them. Yeah, and that's and that's why I've always told you, Jen. You know, anything that you're doing, I will always support it in any way that I can, right? Because I understand. And I've I've also had to to come to the realization that for for us as academy grads there's this unique space that we operated in while we were cadets, right? While we were cadinks. And, and we, you know, and, and we grow up, you know what I'm saying? As we grow up, we have to recognize that we have become adults and we become mature. And hopefully that we mature in our frame of mind, our mindsets and, and not hold against each other the things that we did when we were kids and our brains were still developing as cadets. And uh, so that's just something else that I've kind of just began to really to, to process, if you would, and kind of recognize some of the different people that reached out to me that I was like, wait a minute, you know, like some of the, some of the folks that are classmates that are squadron commanders are like, hey, can you come and talk to my squadron? I'm like, wait a minute, um, like, really? Like, is this a prank? Is this a joke? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 seriously, I want you to come and talk to my squadron. And so it's just, it's been very interesting. That's, you know, that's been something that I've been processing um, through this process of growing and learning, maturing in the business and just what I'm doing and the content that I put yeah. out. No, that's good, guys, because that's some stuff that I have to let go to. But, you know, no, I, I think that's great. And wow, Jen, I, I noticed as Jason was speaking, I'm like, wow, he just, he just described the Maloon Project. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's, that's our message. You I, and I love what you guys are doing. I encourage it. So thank you, Jason. So let's talk about uh, Alina a little Hi. bit. Hi, baby. You are us. Uh, Star, you know that? Like, I loved your part in our Grow Her Wings video. Do you know that girl? You say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were a rock star. You were a force in that video. 100%, baby. So, 
Jason, what has it been like for you? I you've touched on a little bit, but raising a girl. Again, for me, it's not raising a girl. It's raising my child, you know, and so I start with that as a, as a baseline. Um, you, you know, there's a, there's a, at least one person that we, that, um, there's at least one person we know, if not a couple that had boys or, or I'm sorry, they had girls and then they had a boy. Right. And they, um, but so, so there's, you know, some people that we know and, you know, they had their girls and, and it wasn't until they had their boys that all of a sudden they said, oh, I'm gonna take my boys up flying. And one of them in particular, I absolutely ridiculed. I says, look, here's the thing. I says, we're friends. So I'm just gonna own the space of our friendship and tell you how wrong you are or how wrong I think you are. Again, I'm not into judgment, but I wanted to let that person know that, you know, I believe personally that you stole the opportunity from those girls. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah. for me, raising my child who happens to be a girl it's it's no different than how I were raised if I had a boy, right? She's got all, a ton of energy and we have to figure out how to harness that energy. She's brilliant and we have to figure out how to harness her intelligence. And it's our job as parents to figure out what we can expose them to. You know, obviously we're fairly, we're fairly blessed for what we've done in our lives so far. And we have access to various things, access to things that I personally didn't have access to when I was growing up. And so for me, I feel like my job is to give her an opportunity to see as much as possible, an opportunity to meet as many people as possible, right? Since she is a girl, she's a female, I want to introduce her to as many of my female pilot friends as possible, right? Her mom is a pharmacist, so she knows that world, you know? And so we introduce her to female doctors. We introduce, like all of these various things is our job. And then the other piece is we wanna provide her with the best education we possibly can because that's our job as parents. So for me, raising a daughter, she's just my child. She just happens to be a girl. Now, it's been a learning curve, right? I've had to learn how to reprioritize my entire life. And, and, and I'll be honest and say, initially, that was very, very challenging. At times now, it's still challenging. There are things that I want to go off and do and, and meetings that I want to go to or I want to go to retirement ceremonies, promotion ceremonies. You know, sorry I didn't make either of you all's change of command ceremonies, promotion ceremonies. But I had to step back and say, you know what? If my friends know that I, that I care about them, they know that I wish them well. And that if I could be there, I would be there. But my place at this point in time is to be at home as much as I can, to be with her as much as I possibly can, to expose her and do the various things that I should be doing as a parent. Yeah, yeah true. It's so true. And me raising a boy. I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's not a girl. It's a child. Not a boy, he's a child, and it's whatever I can expose him to. Even though he throws up when we fly general aviation airplanes, it's fine. He still is working through it. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where I'm just trying to give him as many options as he possibly can have. And that's really, I think, that's what I love right there. Yes. That's pretty good. Do you think Elena wants to, wants to join us at all? Elena, you want to come over here and, and talk to my friends? They want to ask you a question? Do you come over here? Come here, Munchkin. Come over here and have a seat on my lap. We could, we could ask her for the inside scoop on her dad. What do you think, Jen? Oh, mm -hmm. All right, right there. Yeah. All right. So you got to look into the camera there, okay? Hello. You ready? Okay. She's ready to go. <laughs> She's adorable. Jen, have, have you met Elena before? This is my first here. I don't think that she remembers, but it was at her daddy's promotion. I just happened to be in Colorado Springs when he got, he got promoted to Lieutenant Colonel. Good. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome year to make that. That was great. It was great. It was in the Polaris where you know they had this. They have the, the uh, tower that points to the the Northern Star, mm-hmm. and it was shining down on him when when he was speaking, and you know just a great great event. It was awesome. Elena, do you remember meeting meeting Miss Jen? Do you remember meeting? Yeah, no, too long ago. How old, how old was she? Two, three? Oh man, that was. Yeah, she was only like two, because that was in uh, 2017. So yeah, she was only two years old. Mm-hmm. So she stole she stole the show there. I'm sitting there talking, and she comes out and just kind of jumps in my arms. And yeah. Then at one point, she's sitting there. Um, you know, the the presiding officer was a, a brigadier general, and literally, unbeknownst to me, while I'm sitting there talking and doing stuff, her and the general are having this entire conversation. At one point, she had gotten his hat and put his hat on, and yep. really, they yep. just—they just had a. It was a whole show that was going on behind me that I had no idea was happening. So it was pretty <laughs> awesome. It sounds like it was Elena's promotion ceremony. It was definitely Elena's promotion ceremony. Definitely, your general. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Elena, what is, what is your favorite things about your daddy? What's your favorite things about me, Munchkin? And then you were going to fly a helicopter, but, but Mommy didn't want you. Oh, okay. But what are the things that I do that you love? What, what, what do you... Fly airplanes. Fly airplanes. What else? Do you have a favorite airplane that Daddy flies, Elena? <laughs> no? There you go. <laughs> so, so, here's, so here's the cool thing, right? So... Um, Again, I'm not trying to raise my daughter to be a professional pilot, but who knows what happens in her future. So when when my wife was pregnant with her, my wife actually flew on two different trips on the 757 with me that I flew. One to, I think, Manchester, England, and the other one to London. So while she was still in the womb, you know, she got to fly an airplane that daddy piloted. And then since she's been born, you know, we've taken her on trips. So she's flown. Man, she's 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 a well-traveled child. I mean, she's flown to Dominican Republic, um, all around the states, different locations. Uh, I think last year we went to Costa Rica. So for her flying, it, it's it's becoming a normal thing for her, which is great. Yeah. And again, I want her to be exposed. So it's kind of like, oh, I decided to do that because it was just a normal thing that was just in my face all the time. I've heard that mentioned before. We we see things published about the first to do something. And sometimes the response, won't it be great someday when this is not news? It's not news, it's just, she did this, he did that, we did this, they did that. It's just, it's just normal. Because it should should be. Absolutely. It'd be a great day when we don't need those headlines anymore. So Alina, I'm gonna ask one last question of you before we wrap this up. And I just wonder, do you have any advice for any other little girls on flying? Do you have any advice when you go flying? Remember when we went flying, you got to wear your pink headset? Remember? Mm-hmm. What'd you think? You remember, remember flying and seeing Pikes Peak? Oh, that is so cool. You remember that? Yes. You remember flying with John Carlos and Daddy's friend? Yes, but I did not like when he did that. Oh, he, he grabbed the controls whenever we were in a Cirrus, and he mm-hmm. kind of just jerked the control, and we went negative G, and she was like, uh-uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
So you like hanging out at the airports? Mm-hmm. What, you know, Centennial Airport, what do you do? Go oh, there. then I'll stab and high heel in your no, arm. No, honey, we're talking airplane. <laughs> not stabbing with high heels. <laughs> so you, you like to go and watch airplanes with daddy at the airport? Huh? Do you enjoy watching? I want to come with you whenever you fly airplanes. Why? Why do you want to come with me when I go fly airplanes? Because I don't want to be stuck with mommy. <laughs> You'd rather be hanging out with Daddy flying airplanes? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because it's much funner than home. Much funner than staying home? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to work on that, okay? Mm-hmm. But I still get stuff if I do. No, okay. All right. I'm <laughs> down, baby. He's standing there. You're going to stay here? Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys both so much for joining us today. It's been wonderful. Really appreciate you being on the podcast and for doing this recording. Carrie, do you have anything else you want to ask or talk about before we wrap it up? Now I just want to say thanks to Jason. Congratulations. You've succeeded. You continue to define your own success, and it's great to follow your story since I think the last time I saw you was probably 2009 when I left to go to school. Oh, did you leave in 2009? I didn't realize you left in 2009. I couldn't. With all our deployments, it was hard to keep track of where everyone was. I, I left in 2009 to go out to school out west, and that's you've right. Done a lot. Because you were married then, and now you're a dad, and you're successful. So, congratulations! It's good to see good guys succeed. Congratulations on raising your daughter and being a successful parent and dad and pilot. Well, I I I will say thank you, ladies. Um, Thank you guys for leading and paving the way in the manner in which you guys do. I know both of you guys have served the squadron commanders, uh, and I think that's phenomenal. Uh, I can only imagine having you all as a squadron commander. I could only wish to have served under you all as a squadron commander, uh, having known both of you guys for a long time and having worked with both of you all in different capacities. And uh, I appreciate being on the, appreciate the opportunity for being able to chat with you guys and uh, also appreciate knowing what you guys are doing, trying to pay it forward to show others, especially young girls, that they can be like you and they can actually soar and they can actually achieve but so many great things in the society. So thank you guys for what you're doing. But tougher and stronger. Tougher and stronger? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to show your muscles real quick? No? Okay. Hey, Jason, if there's any way that anybody wants to learn more about what you're doing um, with your speaking and everything, how can they find you on the, the website? Yeah, so they can go to my website. Um, the website is nofailtrust.com, N-O-F-A-I-L-T-R-U-S-T.com. And I'll redirect it to my actual personal website, which is jasonoharris.com. No, I am not Irish. My middle name just happens to be starting with an O. And if they want to email me, they can send me an email at jason at jasonoharris.com. Um, find me on LinkedIn, find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, however they want to reach out to me. And I'm always up for having a conversation and seeing how I can help folks and, and help move the, the, the needle forward within our society. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for being with us today, Jason. And, uh, we will uh, we'll have this posted up soon. Thanks awesome. for helping Thanks us grow our face. Y'all have a fantastic day. Wave. Say bye-bye. Bye, Elena.